Let's go, girls. Guys, guys, can we can we cut the music, please? Yeah, no, I just that was a little on the nose, don't you think? You are about to enter a world that blurs the line between fact and fiction, where truth is clouded by imagination. Five stories, some are real, some are fake. Join us as we play along with a television cult classic and go beyond, beyond belief. Hello and welcome to Beyond Beyond Belief, episode number 40. I am not Jesse Chapman. I'm Tiffany Persifka, your host for today's show. Today, we're reviewing season four, episode three of Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, which, if you don't know, was a 1990s TV show hosted by Jonathan Frakes that featured five stories that defied explanation. Some based on real events, others totally fake. In our show, we'll summarize those stories, make our predictions as to which are fact and which are fiction, and at the end, we'll find out the truth together. You don't even have to know what Beyond Belief is. If you like strange stories, you'll like our show. And yeah, today we have a very special episode for you guys. We have four guest hosts joining this panel, all of us ladies, which you'll, yeah, (laughs) it's like ladies, excited, excited (laughs) ladies, excited ladies. We're very excited to have returning champion Claire Berger. Uh Oh Oh my gosh. No No pressure. No. (laughs) For those of you who don't know Claire, she's an actor living in Los Angeles. Claire, thanks so much for returning to the show and don't make the rest of us look too bad. This is so, thank you for having me. This is great to be back. Every time I come back though, I mean, I do risk and lowering my average, you know, true. Mm -hmm. taking a big risk here Yeah, or you're just going to continue it. So, you know, know. (laughs) maybe we'll see. Uh, Also joining us today, Misty Stinnett. Hi. Hi. Stinnett. Damn it. Stinnett. (laughs) Nice to be here. I said this last name like three, Stinnett. Just remember it's less fancy than it looks. Thanks, (laughs) Misty is a television writer and it's her first time on Beyond Beyond Belief. Misty, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. And we also have Kelly Perrin with us as well. Hi. Kelly works at Facebook and in her spare time is a fantastic photographer. Kelly, so wonderful to have you. Oh, thanks for having me. I was so curious what my bio was going to be. <laughs> You're good bio. Yeah. <laughs> and then our final guest host is a former member of Groundlings and just finished a run on her one woman show, Unapologetically Black. We're very excited to have Misty Monroe with us today. Hey, hi. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. Um, so I know obviously Claire, you have been here before, so you've kind of told us a little bit about your history with the show, but I'd love to hear from the three new guests about whether you've watched the show before and also just give us a sense of what your, you know, uh, feelings are about the supernatural, if you're open to it, if you're very closed off and scientific, um, you know, what, what you feel like your approach may be in terms of your predictions. How about Misty? We have two Mistys here, so I think I'm just going to probably say a Misty M and a Misty S for the time being as people Perfect. get used to you. Perfect. Guys. So um, Misty S, what are what are your kind of thoughts? So I'd never seen the show before today, so that was an experience. Um, <laughs> sure. It reminded me of Unsolved Mysteries, but yes. like a little wackier, a little more fun and playful. Mm-hmm. Um, I... I studied science in college, so I come from like a really heavy science background, but I definitely have a little bit of a hippy dippy side. Uh-huh. So a lot of times I'm like, that wouldn't happen. Like I'm very skeptical, uh-huh. very 
a little pessimistic. Mm. Oh, good. Um, but I really enjoyed. I really <laughs> pessimistic. Perfect. Yeah. Skeptical. Pessimistic. Yeah. 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 Angry. Angry. Yeah. 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 Negative. Yeah. Bitter. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Really, it was it was really fun watching the show. It was mm. one of one of the segments was really scary. Yeah. So I wasn't expecting oh. to be that yeah. that emotionally involved. Oh yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that for sure. Kelly, how about you? Um this also was the first time I've ever seen the show. I've listened to your show. Oh. Um, so I'm familiar with it. your version of it. <laughs> um and I in terms of the supernatural, I guess I'm probably more on the skeptical side, but the world is a weird place. So like and I believe that people like in terms of deciding if something is fact, quote unquote, I'm like, I believe that people believe in ghosts and things. <laughs> so I believe that like weird stuff happens and maybe the explanations aren't always the right explanations, but that there yeah. is some weirdness in the world. Oh, well, we'll definitely go through all possible explanations and people's like yeah. how what people believe um, for sure. How about Misty M? What are what do you kind of bring into this? These predictions? Oh, I believe. <laughs> oh, I believe. I believe in some supernatural stuff. I think that there are ghosts. I think that there are things that can happen that are unexplainable. Um, I do believe in like good and evil spirit. I, I do. I, I believe in that. I've had experiences where I'm like, mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. do tell. Oh, yeah. Can you share? Yeah. If, if you're comfortable sharing, we'd love to hear one. Um, okay. Really briefly, mm-hmm. when I was in college, uh, a, girlfriend had a Ouija board and Ooh. I know that should absolutely <laughs> of up course to this starts. point you should not be playing with a Ouija board like everybody knows it's like oh no you don't play it was like not a game it's not a game and especially in the black community like we know we don't play with no ghosts or spirits and stuff like that <laughs> ain't nobody coming around but you know you're in college and then you're around more white people than you're usually normal whatever whatever <laughs> so, it's fine that's where we all learn culturally right so um, we start playing with this Ouija board and and a couple of very unique things started to happen. One, all of us girls got very addicted to playing the Ouija board every day. We played it every day after class, and it was, like, intense. We had this one girlfriend named Kathy who ragged on us in the beginning, always. She was like, I can't believe you guys are so stupid for playing this Ouija board, and now you're playing it every freaking day. You guys are stupid. It's fake. But we got addicted to it because it was, like, it was really moving, and it was, like, sliding. We would lightly place our hands. I'm not even kidding, you guys. <laughs> we would lightly place our hands on the thing, and it was starting starting to move and stuff like that. I'm, this is like a multicultural thing. So black people oh, I'm very with you. I mean, right? No, no, I'm So with we're you. like, all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, we are really playing with something here. Oh my God. <laughs> Addicted. When we went, then we started to get angry at Kathy. Mm. We started cussing Kathy out, calling her a bitch. Oh, uh, I'm not even kidding whoa. you. Oh, it, it went there. <laughs> and Kathy was like, screw it. She's like, get out, Kathy, if you don't believe. Get out. Right? And Kathy's like, yeah, stupid. Get out, Kathy. So finally, Kathy couldn't even be in the room anymore because if you don't believe, Kathy, you got to move. Now, <laughs> we kept playing, we kept playing, and then different people would uh, like pair off and like, uh, you know, as people went out of town, somebody would have the Ouija board or whatever. Me and my homegirl, Talisha, were playing with it this one particular time, and we would ask it about people that had died. And sometimes it would talk about, it would give little details and stuff about people who had died, aunts, uncles, whatever. And the people would be like, oh my God, it's true. Like that, that it did know this thing about my uncle, whatever. So we were playing it this one last time we played. We asked it, was this spirit black or was it white? And it said it was black. And it's, uh, 
we said, well, oh, when, when did you live? It was like in the 1800s. They, we said, what did you do? Said it was a slave. And we're like, oh my God, it was a slave from the 1800s. Oh my God, this is crazy, this is crazy. Uh, we, we thought of something else and we was like, uh, did you believe in God? And it slid over to the no. And we were like, um, okay. okay. <laughs> exactly. We were pretty 1800s. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That, that's what I thought. That's yeah. what we thought. That's why we asked. We we're like, that's kind of weird that you don't believe in God, the 1800s. And then we said, well, why? N-O-G-O. And it started to slide over to the D. We immediately took our hands off of the Ouija board as it was about to spell no God and realized at that moment we are playing with a force that is not nice. And we said goodbye, goodbye, because you apparently have to say goodbye or else the spirit stays. Oh, Oh, we were like, no one taught me that. I Uh did not know uh that Uh at all. I'm telling you, (laughs) the game in the Ouija board world is real. Okay. And, And so we were like, Okay, we, we we will never play this Ouija board again <laughs> in life. To get it out of the room, you cannot. You're not apparently supposed to throw a Ouija board away. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's bad luck if you throw a Ouija board. I have board. heard that. Yes. So yes. what do you have? What do you do? How do you dispose of it? You, you have to pass it on to somebody yes, else. You're you're like, oh no, it's a great Ooh. game. <laughs> you're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. Here, please take it. Yeah. Yes, yes. You're supposed to <laughs> give it away. You're never supposed to. Can you give it away to Goodwill? Does that count? I think it does. Okay. I think it, it does. like a dick move. I know. I mean, it does. And Person. you know the Ouija board you find a good will. I'm like, just wondering. No. So this is Misty S., the pessimist. And I have yeah. to say, I got, I got goosebumps all in my arm when you said that story. And I, I want to add... I want to believe more than anything that magic is real and that I'm getting my letter to Hogwarts any day now. Of course you so, are. What about Satan, though? Mm. Do you want to believe? Yeah. <laughs> no. Because you got to believe on both sides. You do. Yeah. You do. No, no, I feel like I just want to pick and choose yeah. what works just for Hogwarts. me. Oh, just yeah. Hogwarts. Oh, yeah. Hogwarts. Fair. Yeah. I could see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah do that. I respect yeah. that. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, now that we're all sufficiently creeped out, I think this is a I'm great- I'm so sorry Oh, no, in a no. good way. In a good way. I feel like this is a great tone setter for the rest of the rest of the show so uh, that's just so you know that's the perspective that i come from (laughs) all right guys well uh let's go on to our first story called out of service you know that guy Stuart becker he founded zebrafoot.com yeah sure that uh 25 year old whiz kid yeah well he's missing he went hiking here in the potash just three days ago and never made it back to camp here the police said there may be a killer on the loose Maybe we should just pack up and go home. Oh, no, Mark. Let's not go. Besides, you know how overblown the news can be. They just love to scare people. Yeah, cell phones were uh, very... uh not that much in this story, if you think about it. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> For something yeah. called out of service. I, and like Jonathan Frakes even started off and like we were interrupting a phone call from him before the intro. <laughs> yeah, and he was like... What if cell phones, you become so reliant on your cell phone that it's the only thing that can save you? <laughs> yeah. And then that wasn't the story. No. At all. He was just asking a question. Yeah. yeah. Maybe for himself. He yeah, was concerned about exactly. his habits. Like, I'm on my phone a lot, playing a lot of Snake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what happens? What other games are on phones before? Right. Anyway, I'll go ahead and recap this story. So we're following a dating couple, Jackie and Mark, and they are out camping and in these woods. And they both work at the same tech company. And they're talking 
talking about how this tech whiz kid had recently actually gone missing while camping in these same woods forest area. And so Mark starts to get freaked out. And Jackie's like, no, it's so beautiful. Let's stay. They're going hiking the next day. And they come across this guy cleaning a knife. And then, of course, the guy looks up and sees them looking at him and immediately starts chasing them. Um, And this is a very long kind of awkward chase sequence of them constantly stopping and trying to use their phone um, to get service, but there isn't any service. Mm -hmm. It's like trying to just incorporate the title out of service into the story. (laughs) But then as they stop once, they see this guy in a yellow shirt and he's like motioning them forward. And all the while, this murderer is still chasing them. And so they keep following this guy who seems to be this good Samaritan. Um, Finally, they make it to a highway. They stop a car. They call the police and they're talking to the police officer and they tell them everything and there's like yeah this one guy in a yellow shirt we can never catch up to him but he was constantly waving us forward out of the way and then um mark actually sees the guy in the yellow shirt who's pointing to something next to them and they walk over and the guy in the yellow shirt is hurt on the side of the road barely alive and then he looks up at jackie mark and says thank god you found me so this story is asking us to believe did this guy's spirit somehow leave his body and direct them not only to safety, but also to himself, or was it an astral projection sort of scenario? Um, what is the the truth here? What, is, what did you guys think? I feel like I was on board with this story until we found out that yellow shirt hiker who mm-hmm. had been guiding them was alive. Yeah. yeah. Because oh, I, yeah, I, absolutely. I, I was like, oh, yeah, you die and your spirit leaves you, and then maybe you can like mm-hmm. help somebody out. But the fact that he was still found alive and he was just like casually projecting his spirit on the opposite side of the road (laughs) while the police were there (laughs) that doesn't ring true with any any movies that we've seen about how spirits work and travel they have to be you have to be dead for your spirit to be able to be out of your body and go connect with other people or you have (laughs) to be near dead but this guy was like oh thank god you found me and i was like wait you can speak that's that's my problem (laughs) because the couple Jackie and Mark, they Mm -hmm. were standing there on the side of the road, and they didn't realize it at the time, but yellow shirt was laying just a couple like, feet away from that's them. That's so he was like three and a half feet What a terrible like, police officer. I know. He was literally three feet from a... <laughs> yes. And he could have just said... He, he didn't he look said over they, here. Yeah, hello. Help. Because <laughs> when they turned him over, he was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> right. No, he was thank just you. humble bragging Hi. with his spirit. Like, yes. yes, exactly. Yes. Like, what, was your windpipe cut and you couldn't say anything? <laughs> he also was on the side of the road. Like, he wasn't even in the forest. He was literally in a bright yellow shirt yes. and an even brighter yellow jacket. Vest, right. yeah, vest. He yeah. was so close to the people even if he hadn't said anything he could have reached up and tugged on a pant leg, on a pant leg yes. just to say hey. He could have thrown a stay. Oh my god look he's right there. He's, yeah. he's at our feet. Yeah. He's at our feet. <laughs> but it's like at the end of the day all that really needed to happen was there was a couple in the woods and then they stumbled upon saving a hiker and so like as much as it does sound a little I mean that doesn't happen every day I'm like that could just happen you know at the beginning when she was like oh well the tech was he like disappeared and then the guy said what about the others and then they just like were like yeah we'll stay in the woods and i was like other how many people have disappeared here yeah yeah it's very disconcerting. Never yeah, they, yeah. They that, I thought yeah. that was really weird too. I'm like, what? There's others. Yeah, he just threw that off to the side. Like, oh, we are about packing the others? up now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna chill. Why here did we come to the murder get... for it? Right. <laughs> All right, guys, let's move on to predictions. This one's weird. Kelly, mm-hmm. why do I have to go first? It's random. I don't choose this. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm torn because I'm like, is it so weird that it's true, or mm-hmm. is it bad writing? <laughs> 
you go never with know. your gut. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say fiction. I'm going to say it's bad writing. Okay, great. And I'll go next. I honestly agree. I think that it's trying to be too many different things. So I feel like the writers are trying to throw some curveballs. So I'm also going to go fiction. Misty, yes. Fiction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no debate. No debate. Okay. Bye. Misty M. Fiction, too. Yep. Yeah, cool. it was called Out of Service. That would led you down a totally different rabbit yeah. hole than what it was really about. It was not about being out of service at all. Yeah. Don't I definitely play with wanted my emotions. to write a story about self I know, yeah. I really did. Yeah, stay focused. And finally, Claire. Yeah, I'm with you guys. Fiction. I mean, I think they just wanted to write about tech whizzes, put them in a weird scenario. <laughs> yeah. All right, and then there's uh, one other prediction that we do every time on the show for each story, we flip a coin and pretty much is to see if all of our brain power and deliberation can beat random chance in terms of deciding factor fiction. And spoiler alert, it normally does not beat random <laughs> chance, but it's fun to try. So let's flip a coin. Go- the coin is going to predict fact. Right, that's oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> So let's go ahead on to story number two called When I Was Big. Do you like that book, Jeremy? It's called Jojo Babbitt and the Magic Wheel. I, I, I fix books. When did you fix books? When I was big. Okay, so story number two is about Dr. Albert Duval, who's a child psychologist, and he has this kid patient, Jeremy McBean, who he's had for the last six months. And this kid, he hasn't spoken for the last two years since his older sister died. Suddenly, the kid, Jeremy, notices a book on the shelf that gets his attention. He pulls it down, and for the first time in two years, he speaks, kind of stutters out, (laughs) I fix books. And (laughs) this book that he's pulled down is Jojo Babbitt and the Magic Wheel. And it's this old leather-bound book that was given to Dr. Duval when he was a kid on his birthday by his father. And he was given a series of five Jojo Babbitt books. And he only has this one left. And um, the kid tells him that in a past life, he uh, was Harry Chaffee who worked at the Village Bookstore and uh, had worked on a book like this one, supposedly. So that evening, Dr. Duval goes to the Village Bookstore, and he's walking around, he's trying to find it, and then one falls off the shelf into his hands, and it's one of the Jojo Babbitt books. He opens it up, inside is an inscription um, (coughs) to him from his father, and the other three books are also there. And uh, so then he goes to the book fixer. What is that? What is that profession? What is the word for that? Mm -hmm. Books fixer sounds good. Yeah, Yeah, that works. A a binder. A binder. A bounder. A binder. A binder. A A book doctor. A book doctor. doctor. I like book doctor. So he goes to the current book doctor and says, did you fix these books? He says, no, this is before my time. It must have been done by the man who I worked under, Harry Chaffee, who died about 15 years ago. Um. What's the moral of this story? <laughs> if you're a kid and you're reincarnated as someone who died 15 years earlier, then you're kind of just screwed, but you might as well help someone else associate with the guy who died 15 years earlier. <laughs> yeah. Was because, it 15 years? Yeah. So it had no correlation to the sister's death. <laughs> no. No. Right. no. There was no. a sister that died? A yeah. Yes. Died? He stopped talking when his sister died two years prior. 
And oh, then when he right. started talking okay. again, he was possessed by an old book doctor. Yeah. <laughs> See, that poor mother lost her know. oldest daughter and now is the mother to a like 80-year-old book doctor. Hey, yeah. right. I, also, yeah. I also have to say, the psychologist, Mr. Duval, goes into this bookstore and he asks, like, what I'm assuming is the head curator of the bookstore, shows her the leather-bound book and is like, bookstore. do you have any books that look like this, this distinctive leather-bound book? She says, oh, no, I've never seen anything like that. But have a look around. There's hundreds of books. And then the second he walks to, like, a main <laughs> bookshelf right around the corner from them are these other four books right there. But the book fell out of the bookshelf. Right, but you can look up with your eyes is the thing and see. <laughs> yeah, eyes do move about. That's what's so miraculous they about do. eyes. Yeah. It wasn't like a hidden shelf. I know. She oh, was lazy. For. She wanted to go smoke one in the back. She was not trying. <laughs> Trying to find that book, but I was not trying. You know what? People come out. Do you ever worked retail and somebody said, "Do you have like a blue?" I'm looking for ruffle, bitch. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah, you know when it's a big store, go look around. Go look around. It might be some in the back. They don't pay me enough for (laughs) that. She's books and got glasses. She is tired. <laughs> she is not trying to find anybody's anything. But uh-uh. but she encouraged him to look around. And that's the most you can do. Yeah. My, my favorite was when the books did fall down and he opens it up and he sees the inscription inside. And this woman who was working there comes around the corner. She says, oh, did you find what you were looking for? And he says, yes, these four books were from my father given to me when I was a child on my birthday. <laughs> and I can't remember who it was. One of you made the joke of like, she's like, oh, great. And those will be $20. Those are antique books, actually. Sir, yes. I have been looking for those, actually. (laughs) And I'm glad that you found them. Thank you. Those are mine. Mm -hmm. Um, But anywho, it is time for predictions. I hope you guys Mm -hmm. have all uh, made up your mind. So let's start with Misty M. Oh, that's unfortunate. (laughs) Um, As many jokes as I've made, (laughs) I would like to say that this is fact. Yeah. Right. Kelly. I also actually going to say this is fact because I think this falls into the like so weird they didn't write it. <laughs> like I feel I feel like yeah. it could there was a they could have wrapped this up neater and like not left us all basically fixated on some poor child who's possessed. <laughs> well, it's funny now because I'll, I'll go ahead and go next. And actually what you just said made me think that it's also fact. And I was leaning towards fiction because this bookstore would tell this story. This is a great story, great publicity, regardless of whether it's true or not. Um, So I'm actually changing to fact last minute based mm. on that. Oh, God, that's so much pressure. So much. And so now I don't have to take responsibility. So yeah. it's your fault. I'm wrong. Oh, so oh my great. <laughs> Claire. I'm also going fact. I've thought fact at the top too i mean even though we were making jokes like i can see the clipping up on the bulletin board in the bookstore um and then finally misty f uh i'm surprising myself by saying fact on this one only because the one kernel of information that made me think it was true is that he says my dad dropped off this set of books to be rebound right before he died And we never knew where he took them. So they've been sitting at a bookstore forever. Yes. And so finally finding them in a small town and they are this special set. It does make me wonder, why did he send four of them out and not all five? Because the psychologist had one left, but... I'm going back. Yeah, yeah, I could I could see like a kid being like, no, I'm reading this one. And you're like, ah, it's not worth it. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah, I buy it. All right, we have one more prediction to make. Uh, let's see what the coin predicts. Fiction. So, coin is going against us all against of our coin. Wow. All right. Somebody's right. All right, let's go on to story number three called The Greedy Investor. Mrs. Rayburn, 
You decided to take a loan on your property. Yes, to pay my late husband's hospital bills. Exactly. The bottom line is you took your money out of this deal, so when you couldn't make your payments, I'm the one who got shafted. This house is mine now. This house will never be yours, Mr. Newsom. Uh, yeah, no, Missy, why don't you tell us what happened in this story? Okay, so our main characters are a real estate couple, a husband and wife who have a real estate business. So they have recently gained control of a property whose tenant has not moved out yet. So there's this little old woman, Mrs. Rayburn, who's sitting on her porch, and she's watching this really aggressive real estate couple put a for sale sign in her yard before she's even moved out. And as she's on her way out, she basically curses them and says, I wanted to keep this in my family and it will never be yours. And of course, the like really aggressive real estate husband is like, yeah, well, we'll see about that. Bye bye. <laughs> um, so as they're trying to sell this house, strange things keep happening. Like the thermostat won't work. There's one small chandelier that keeps swinging around. Um, there's a terrible smell in the house. And all of these weird things are driving off potential investors. So one day this nice couple goes in they view the house, nothing strange happens. Everything that was going wrong before is not going wrong now. So wanting to get rid of the house for good, the real estate couple says, listen, we'll sell you this house for $1. And the couple's like, are you kidding me? Oh my God. So they give them a dollar. They consider it paid in full. And the house now belongs to this really nice couple. And then we reveal at the very end, they are actually the grandkids of Mrs. Rayburn, the woman who owned the house before. So pretty much uh, we are asked to believe if she did haunt this house, because we also find out that she she had passed away soon after she was evicted. So did she haunt this house to mm -hmm. make it so that right. it's continued along in her family? Yeah, did she will it to them? Did she yeah. will it? Mm -hmm. Literally. Mm -hmm. well, like the, the the granddaughter, when she's in the house, it randomly has this very dramatic zoom on her when she find, when they find out that she got the house and she's like, wow, I can't believe this. It's grandma's house. Did she will it to us? And it was yeah, like very yeah. weird and creepy. Mm -hmm, and I'm yes. like, I felt like she somehow knew maybe she was using a Ouija board beforehand and was <laughs> like, go to this house. And yeah. she's like, all right. Here, so. here are the believable parts to me. A person who's lived in a home their entire life and cares deeply about it. They've just lost their husband. They're getting evicted from their home unwillingly. They're already old and maybe sick. That is the kind of thing that can lead to somebody dying, you mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so I can believe that that woman died shortly after losing her home. <laughs> and I also completely understand being a grandchild or a child or whatever, returning to the home. You know what's on the market. You know that you can walk through it. 100%. Oh, that yeah. totally yeah. makes sense mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. I would say the one unbelievable thing to me is that this couple is married because this guy <laughs> is awful and slimy oh, and kind of looks like worst. a frog. And I'm just looking at this woman. <laughs> the real estate like, couple. He was a real Three estate feet shorter couple. than she was. She I know. was eight feet tall. But <laughs> she was right. eight feet tall. She was so tall. Yeah. So I, was, I just want to throw that out there that if anything was going to make it fiction, it's going to be that they have like a happy marriage and that yeah. they're still married after all of this. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Because she is the one that got the dollar from that couple. He looked at her like, I will kill you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, remember, then she's like, it's a lot cheaper than a divorce. And then she like shimmies away. Yeah. And we were all like, leave him. Leave him. Yeah. What are you doing? Leave right. him. How much is your happiness worth? I know. What are you talking about? Get some self-respect. I know. God. But I can't see this being reported as like the house that couldn't be sold. 
Yeah. Like I can yes. see, like, I feel like I've, you hear about, yeah. you know, you hear mm. about like the murder house. And, oh, like, absolutely. Dubai's not not in this like, market. Yeah. It would get sold so fast. It's, oh, <laughs> out here in LA. Not in yeah. LA. For yeah. sure. Yeah. It's like, they died yesterday, but the body's gone, right? Okay. <laughs> and I'm, we'll I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go ahead oh. and put my down. It's, it, you got already five different homes. Uh, you down the ghost is there. Already? Do they pay rent? Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys, let's move on to predictions. Claire, why don't you go first? Family inheritance stories, like, those really feel good ones. A lot of times they're true. So I'm going fact. Misty, yes. Ooh, I'm also going fact because I love my grandma so much. And I feel like that's <laughs> something she would do for me. And I, I would also, like Claire was saying, I would totally go by. Sometimes I still like knock on the doors of childhood homes and I'm, I'm Oh, yeah. I'm like, Can I? Can I take a look around? Like a crazy person. Thanks so much. That's so sweet. Yeah, where do you keep the Creepy. safe? Where do you keep the safe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Misty M. Uh, fact too. I believe that. Grandma would come back and throw some people under the bus just to make sure that her grandbaby gets her house. I absolutely believe in the strength of the grandmother spirit. Um, writing on that, I'll go next. I'm also going to say fact. Um, grandmas are strong, mm-hmm. and this story feels really believable outside of the marriage. So, yeah. fact. Finally, Kelly. I'm also going to say fact. I just I feel like I've heard this story mm-hmm. or some variation of it before, which makes me think they would easily have found it somewhere. Yeah. Well, and also I just want to say we're not planning to all vote the same. This I is actually no. I want to be different. I know. I believe that it's fact. I know. I mean, so I just want to make sure for the the listeners out there, this is this is spontaneous. This has mm-hmm. never happened ever. I we think had no discussion. Uh, no discussion. No discussion. <laughs> and I did write fact. Yeah. I did on, on all one. of mine too. I didn't change yeah. it. The next two I have no yeah. idea. Well, yeah. we, this one. We do yeah. have one outlier though still. Uh, we still have one more production to do the coin. So let's see if the coin breaks 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 again. I hope it does. Mm-hmm. Fact. For the oh. coin is oh. all right. Fact. Okay. The coin <laughs> sees what we're doing. And I know. It's like, yeah, the coin fell in line. On that. <laughs> yeah, the coin knows to get on board. All right, let's go on to our next story, Seven Hours of Bad Luck. Oh, my God. I don't believe this. I love that old mirror. Oh, no, no, don't touch it. What? Seven years of bad luck. Michelle, you know I'm not a superstitious person. I don't believe in all that mumbo-jumbo. Lauren, I know about this stuff. If you leave it the way it is, you'll only have seven hours of bad luck. I this just so you know, we all jumped. Oh, there during was audible screaming. Yeah. This one was so scary. Yeah, it was it was terrifying. So Kelly, tell us what a- happened. Audible screaming. <laughs> um, so Lauren and her friend Michelle are redecorating her, I guess, new living room in her house. And Lauren drops this big fancy mirror and it shatters into a million pieces. Goes to clean it up, and Michelle says, Well, you know, if you break a mirror, it's seven years of bad luck. But wait. If you don't clean up the mirror for seven hours, you'll only have bad luck for those seven hours. And then you clean up the mirror and all the bad luck is gone. You know, seven hours. Not so bad. Lauren's like, all right, fine, Michelle. I don't believe you, but I'll leave the mirror. She sets a kitchen timer for seven hours (laughs) and three hours go by. Nothing happens. So she's like, well, I'm glad Michelle was wrong. And as soon as she says that out loud, her pen leaks all over the beautiful letter she was writing to her mother. She, Her water goes out. And I believe she drops a roll of paper towels. Yes. Um, <laughs> very, very disastrous things. However, yeah. then I think nothing else happens for another like two hours. Because right. then all of a sudden a half hour is left. And she's like, ah, this is great. I'm going to tell Michelle nothing was wrong. And as she says that... The electricity goes out. She goes downstairs to flip the circuit breaker. She's electrocuted, drops the candle into a bucket of paint, which catches on fire that she puts out by throwing.
throwing her bathrobe on top of it and a scary <laughs> man walks by the window and she didn't she didn't see him but we're all like this is bad so she goes upstairs the man is trying to break into the house. She's afraid. It's all very scary. He starts rattling the front door. She's trying to call someone. As is a theme in this episode, the phone does not work. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And the timer runs out and the rattling stops and he disappears. And she's like, oh, thank goodness. So she calls the police. She goes to clean up the mirror because it's been seven hours. And as she's cleaning up the mirror, the man jumps in through the window of the living room. Mm-hmm. We all scream bloody murder. <laughs> and he falls onto the pile of mirror that she was cleaning up. And she's standing there staring and he gets up and he's looking at her and then he looks down and in his chest is a piece of broken mirror sticking out. And so he turns and leaves the house and goes away and she announces to us all that the mirror saved her life. My oh favorite my part is that after this, Kelly, you go, yeah, you know, he probably died from that, though a while later because um, stomach injuries <laughs> take kind of a long time to kill you. Yeah. They do. Really. Like very matter Why fact. do you know that? <laughs> yes. yes. I love how this story is basically just asking us if we believe in superstition and amendments to superstitions that people yes. can just add on arbitrarily. Yes. It's like, oh, seven years. Yeah, but also, the, have you heard of the seven-hour rule? And it's right. like, no one's heard no of that. No one's heard of that. It escalated so much to was like nothing and then like a few things to be like but is and she also just kept bringing it on herself she kept being like out loud oh michelle there's <laughs> no such thing as bad luck and every time she say. did that yeah. like something terrible happened. i also have to say she threw like a terry cloth bathrobe <laughs> onto this like flaming bucket of paint mm-hmm. and it went right out and it's like no i thought her bad luck would be like oh no my house is on fire because i just mm-hmm. threw like i just spread the fire with this bathrobe yeah yeah, yeah the yeah. fire was way too is big it yeah. it was a, I know. <laughs> if it is, she shouldn't be wearing it. It's yeah. very toxic, and I'm concerned. Yes. <laughs> right. Also, it would be very stiff, I would imagine. So Not a comfortable bathroom. Exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know about you guys, but I also kept thinking that if I'm, like, by myself at home, that, oh, like, yeah, I'm going to light the house on fire. Like, someone's going to try and break in. I'm going to electrocute myself. It's like that innate fear of being home by yourself. Like, literally, she went through all the things that it I was. It was very scary. It was like, genuinely Every fear confirmed. Every fear. so funny that you imagine those things. <laughs> It's just basically the ultimate fear is just death by myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, don't I would have die. A lot. I don't and have no a one would know. Yeah. yeah. Or having a roll of paper towels again. Yeah. By yourself. Yeah. Oh, or that's it, devastating. Yeah. Or my favorite, like, t shirt could be stained by penning. So oh, they're, I mean, all right. equally important and equally yeah. terrible. And no one would know. No one no. would know because I wouldn't leave the house after that because I couldn't. What would I wear? Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Tiffany has one shirt. T shirt. All right, let's go on to predictions, because that seems like a good time. Misty S., what are your thoughts? <laughs> I literally wrote, true, the universe can be a bitch. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna you, stick Misty. with facts. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go next, and not to just keep following the bandwagon, but honestly, I'm also going to say facts. It seems like it's bad luck. I don't believe in superstition, but bad things just can happen in groups. So fact for me, Misty M. You guys... <laughs> <laughs> really? Uh, yes. Thank you. This is fictitious. Uh-huh. That dude did not fall into this glass pile and end up with a shard of glass that then made him leave. <laughs> like, he just was like, oh, you know what? 
this piece of glass in my body is gonna totally mess up the whole thing I was gonna do with this girl. It was in his soft middle. Yeah. It was, it in, was his, in his soft was middle. Yeah, he was basically impaled. Yes, I mean he was. He was he, a Twix bar, and right. it was in the caramel center. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's I love right. Twix too. I know too. I'm hungry, and, and that is my thing. Really, like he is not. You are not a committed criminal. No, if that you is know going you're going to gonna get hurt. But but that exactly. You and won't. he knew there was someone home because she yes. was yelling the whole. That was what I was like. I thought he left because he was like, oh, not yeah. worth this burger. I know. Oh, she's a mouthy one on yeah. her. Right. <laughs> so he's like not going to go. Liability. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I like them quiet hoes. So <laughs> I was just thinking empty houses. But no. I like how this is more critique on the criminal. Like you're like he could have done so much better. And that and was I am mom. so disappointed. I'm so disappointed. And there, he should have just astral projected himself I know. Yes. into the living room. Or ask grandma for help. We her. already yeah, know, know those things are true. true. Uh-huh. <laughs> we already know. All right, Claire. Yeah, I'm also going fiction. It's a fun exploration of all the things that are scary if you're home alone. Yes. Mm-hmm. Kelly? Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go fiction because I think the writers had a lot of fun coming up with bad, <laughs> quote unquote, bad luck. That feels very writery to me. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then one last prediction. Let's see what the coin has to say. Fiction. He's the coins with you guys. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. The coin knows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, what a great segue to our last story, <laughs> right. which is actually called "The Secret of the Coin." So thematically on point. <laughs> I like it. Thank you for your honesty. Oh, and uh, by the way, I believe this is yours. You left it with my change. That's my lucky nickel. Oh man, if I would have lost this, I've had it since I was five years old, I know. Your father gave it to you for helping him rig leaves. How did you know that? So this story is about this old guy named Carter Jenkins and this young guy named Todd. So Todd would be delivering these things to this old guy, Carter yeah, Jenkins. Yeah, what was he? Pizza. He was a pizza delivery. I'm oh. going to go with drugs. Okay. So <laughs> his medical marijuana. Medical okay. marijuana he was delivering to the home. You say pizza, I say we. So he goes <laughs> and apparently the old guy leaves some money out there on on the, the railing or whatever it is in this thing. And the Todd gets the money and he always leaves the change. And then this one particular time, the guy, Carter Jenkins, old man, gives him a hundred bucks. And he says, you accidentally gave me 100 this time and you made a mistake. And the old guy was like, thank you so much. You're right. I did make a mistake. I smoked too much weed. And (laughs) here's something for your trouble. So he gives him some change and he gives him like uh, a special coin in there. And this special coin, the guy looks at it and he's like, oh, wow, this is great. It's amazing. Well, Fast forward, the guy takes this coin to this coin shop and finds out it's worth $100. He brings it back to the guy and he was like, I think you get, oh, there was a lucky nickel or something in there. A, I don't know how that's Todd, yeah, Todd, Todd had left his lucky nickel on accident yeah. and with the so, change. <coughs> right. And so the old guy's like, oh, yeah. and uh, not only did I give you $100, but you left your lucky nickel that's with me. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. you. Go. Every object tells a story. That's yeah. it. Based on the coin, the old guy is like, and I know your father gave this to you for mowing the lawn. And Todd's <laughs> like, what the fuck? And the old, the old guy's like, that's when he says every other yeah. Yeah. story. You guys, talk. these are important aspects. <laughs> they really, really are. Um, so yes, he gives him the, the lucky nickel and then... 
roundabout way, this is when Todd and Carter Jenkins basically coaches him as like, you've got powers. You've got the powers of the psychometry, I guess it's called. You can, you can basically touch a thing, an item, and know the history of this item. And that's going to be important to you in the future. So <laughs> I've touched you and I can tell that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gosh. Carter dies, old guy dies, the young guy comes back and the house is being cleared out by a very angry cousin and and, and a lawyer is there too. And he goes to the picture that they kept cutting away to the <laughs> entire little episode. And he looks behind this picture frame and there's rare coins all behind this picture frame. And he tells, he touches, he picks a coin up and he touches it very nicely. And he says, <laughs> this is going to be for the playground. Now they'll be able to build the playground. Carter Jenkins was this philanthropist that was always anonymously donating to causes. And he died before he was able to give the money to the playground that he wanted to fund. So Todd, who had been away at school, did not know that. And the um, the lawyer was like, oh, my God, how did you know that he wanted to fund this playground and he didn't leave any money or whatever to do it? He was like, the coins know. And Carter Jenkins, <laughs> Carter Jenkins let me know that I had an ability to touch things and know things. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. So this story is asking us if we believe in this weird, what's it called? The science? Psychometry. Psychometry. Yeah. A convoluted, complicated story with a lot of details. And once again, it has like a sweet, sentimental Mm -hmm. side of it. And, you know, I could see this story (laughs) being told because a whole playground gets built out of it. So Mm -hmm. what's the story behind, you know, building this playground and then they are they built it in the name of Connor Jenkins. What's his name? Yeah, Carter Jenkins. Carter Jenkins. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I mean, I could see the story being told that way. I also kind of feel like the writers just heard of this psych- psychometry mm. like thing and then just built a story around it. Mm. It's true. The I, psychometry is the tough piece. Yeah. Like, I, I agree. I kind of was like, I feel like this is true because it's so complicated that, like, why would you write this? But then I don't. Like the psychometry thing is, I'm like, because then did he like go around being like, I have psychometry? (laughs) Like, how does that get into the story? I don't totally get that. Well, there's something that I can't get like away from is, guys, how do valuable coins work? Because (laughs) here's the thing: like, first of all, when he pulls apart the picture frame, he finds six coins back there, which we've already established are worth like a hundred dollars max. So, Mm -hmm. a, you're not building a playground for six hundred dollars. No, you're not. So maybe these were rarer coins. Yeah, you're you're getting as much as the the bark chips with six hundred dollars. Right, right, right. right. Maybe like maybe like half of what you need. Right, right. They're delicious. They're delicious. I did eat my fair share. Right. <laughs> but what I can't understand is like coins are only valuable in so much as people want to buy them, yes. right? So like they're they are technically worth something, but they're worth nothing unless you find somebody to buy that coin. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just can't. Mm-hmm. I cannot. <laughs> I like off that. Of that. I like that. <laughs> That's how they invented eBay. That's yeah. all I was thinking about this whole episode was like psychometry, maybe, but coin collecting. What is that? <laughs> That's what I. Yeah. All right, guys. Let's move on to predictions. Misty, um, I wrote fact, guys. But I'm going to take that back and go with fiction. Claire? There are just so many weird details that are making me think that, I don't know. Yeah, fact. All right, Kelly? I'm also going to go fact. I think the psychometry piece was weird. I think that could have been layered over a true story. 
Mm -hmm. All right, I'll go next. I'm going to go fiction on this. There's something that feels too contrived. um, And I just, I can't get past the psychology. I just can't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Fiction. And Misty. Yeah, I'm also going to go fiction. I find it very coincidental that two people with the same gift would have this kind of meet cute with change. (laughs) You know, I'm going fiction. All right. And one more prediction. Let's see what the coin has to say about the secret of the coin. Fiction. And so mm. it's a, extra embarrassing if the coin gets it wrong because it's its own story. <laughs> um, it should know. It I should know. It know. should know, right? Yeah, it's its own story. Well, we've all made our predictions, and in a moment, we'll find out what's fact and what's fiction. Stay with us. Hey, guys. This is Jesse, one of the regular hosts of Beyond Beyond Belief. If you've been listening for the past few episodes, you know that we've been discussing getting together and playing with a Ouija board. So we realized uh, just recently that none of us owns a Ouija board. Um, So we're going to have to go to the store and get one. In our apartment, I don't want it anywhere. I don't want it to cross our front door. I'm not going to open it and use it it here. We're going to do it. I am deadly serious. You cannot even joke about having it in this apartment. Do not bring it near me. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Chris, come on. No. Jesus. Camera, I'm recording. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Chris told me that I am not to bring the Ouija board in the house. Okay, I know, but you should really sleep. It's just slip under the bed. And then tell him one day, hey, do you see my other like shoe? I think it's under the bed. <laughs> and then he'll go under. I'm not joking at all. <laughs> I think he's joking. Pretty sure he's joking. Sounds like he's joking. Yeah. Oh, I should probably keep that up, even though it's going to be hot, huh? For audio reasoning. Yeah. Well, yeah, probably. We should probably keep it up. <laughs> well, be prepared to sweat. <laughs> Fact or fiction, don't have air conditioning. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry! Um, Since we started talking about the idea to do this um, Ouija board experience, you were saying that you've been warded off by several people? Well, I asked on Facebook, I was like, hey, does anybody know where I can get, like, the most real or creepiest Ouija board? And then my mom responded, and my mom is a very... She's the type of person who, who believes in, like, energy and auras, and um, her response was, Kyle, seriously, I have firsthand experience, and you don't want to do that. And um, that definitely kind of made the hairs stand up on my back a little bit, you know? You're like, and your mom's like, do not do this. <laughs> I like how your mom, like, uh, my mom listens to the podcast. She certainly knows we're doing it, but yet she hasn't warned me in any way. <laughs> she, she isn't. She's like, good luck! Yeah. Come back through the portal, be home by 10. <laughs> so, the majority of people have been w- warding us away, but right. yet, oh, I think it's coming we're up. coming up close somewhere. There it is, right there. Okay. Oh my gosh, this is like so legit. Wow, there's so many things here. Okay. Oh, 
creepy books. Oh, these man. creepy books. Creepy books with like a leather bound. I'm getting. This is. You're feeling I'm something. Getting a little vibe. Yeah. You're getting a vibe. I mean, no, but. <laughs> you get a little vibe. Not on the surface, you know. Yeah, a little surface vibe. Ouija boards? We do. You do? Yeah, we do. Great, thank you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Is that Celestial Spirit Board? Yeah, I'm trying to. Oh, here's a Ouija board. Oh, perfect. Thank you very much. Uh -huh. Thank you. Thanks. They just handed us a Hasbro gaming Ouija board. Yes, they did. Ages eight and up. <laughs> Adult <laughs> assembly required. <laughs> Batteries not included. Two to four players. I will say, holding this right here, I do feel a little strange. Do you? But it's a good feel. It's like a feeling of like, never done this before. Yeah. It's a feeling of like, what's going to happen? And uh, $42. Wait a second. This is cheaper at Target. Is it? Should we just get the Target one? <laughs> it's all Hasbro. Do you think... <laughs> Can we summon a demon and then return it? Demon unfriendly. Demon unfriendly. Would like to return. <laughs> Would like my money back. Does Target have the same exact one? That's a good question. Oof. All right, we are at the Target. We are going to go in and find out where the Hasbro Ouija boards are. All right, floor two, toys. Toys? This is not a toy. <laughs> if, if Target didn't put it in the toy section, where would they put it? Like in the home office? Aisle, aisle one appliances, aisle two toys, aisle three scary shit. Scary shit. It's in the back room. Yeah, it's it like is. behind the break room in the back, between the bathroom and the manager's office. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right, we're moving into puzzles and stuff, so. Yeah, I don't... Kyle, I don't know if they have it. We are not finding it. Wait a second, you know what? What's up? I have one more idea. Okay, what are you thinking? Hello? Jen? Yes? Hey, it's Jesse. obviously. You have caller ID, it's the modern world and everything. <laughs> It's true. It's true. You're on speakerphone. I'm in the car with uh, Kyle. Hey, Jen. Hi, Kyle. And we were we were kind of like on a little bit of a wild goose chase here. We were trying to find a Ouija board. I feel like you might have a Ouija board, and I don't know why I didn't think about this sooner, but is that true? Oh, it's true. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh. If you want to borrow my Ouija board, you're welcome. Yes! Jen, you might have just saved saved this podcast. Or I think, damned our souls. Or, yeah, the save the podcast or damned our souls, or both. This could be the best ratings bump we've our, ever experienced. Our, yeah, our ratings bump goes through the roof when we all die a horrible demon-esque death. <laughs> I can't wait to see how this pans out. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Jen. Thanks so much. Talk soon. Bye. Bye. Wow. Jen to the rescue. Yes. My mom is going to hate her. <laughs> I think the next thing to do is to probably like see if any of our listeners have had a Ouija board experience. Okay. 
Like learn from their mistakes. Yeah, learn from their mistakes, kind of thing, and then maybe down the line we can like look up some do's and don'ts. Yeah, of like what to actually do. We should definitely know how to do it correctly. Yeah. Are you ready for this? I'm. I think I'm ready for this. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Let's do it. This is gonna be good. Let's do it. Which stories are fact and which stories are fiction? Let's start off by story number one. This is the out-of-service cell phone story that didn't really have to do with the cell phone. Um, we all voted fiction on this. So it's either going to be very validating or very embarrassing. So let's find out. Do you think this one really happened? Sorry. It's a work of fiction. Fiction. Yes. Yes. You're starting Girl power. off so strong. Girl oh, power. Yeah. yeah. We're beating the coin. I yeah. feel good about it. Mm-hmm. Also, guys, can I just say there's like no weird competitive energy, you know? Oh, like, no. I just, Is not, there normally? Yeah. I, uh, there might be. I'm not saying it's due to something or certain types of people. <laughs> yeah. Hosts, but like, mm-hmm. it's just, this is, this is a, this is a fun, nice moment. I am enjoying this. Me too. Likewise. <laughs> I mean, it's going to potentially change coming up. But let's just sit in this. For yeah. Let me share this moment. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we should go on to story number two. <laughs> let's go on to story number two. Uh, this is the one about the child psychologist who didn't really care about the child, but also found some books. Um, this is something that we all voted true. So we are in the same boat. So let's find out what the truth is. You think you've heard a story like this before? You might have. It's true. According to our research, a similar story happened on the East Coast in the late 70s. Fact. Oh okay. My oh my gosh. Okay. Yo. That was good. And didn't you pack I was going to say. The, the, um, the time 70s. Frame. Yeah, the 70s. Yeah. Oh. So oh, you I didn't even hear that. Double points. Oh. Yeah. Do yeah. I, can this just like outset one that I get wrong later? Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah. Get, I'll allow it. Sub it in, sub it in. <laughs> All right, story number three. This is about the haunted house by the, the powerful grandma and the horrible married couple who hopefully got divorced afterwards. This is something that we also all said was true. So let's find out what the truth is. Did you think this story really happened? If you did, we fooled you. It's a oh. fake. Fiction. Oh, this one it. makes me sad. <laughs> I still think it's something my grandmother would do for me. Yes. yes. I stand by that. Yes. Well, and what's frustrating is I feel like it probably, something like this has happened. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They just, they made something else Absolutely. Up, but it's a great story. Because they'd probably heard that story before. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we can base something yeah. on that. Yeah. <laughs> I also want it to be true because it's my fantasy that I walk into an open house and someone's like... <laughs> You seem like the right person. This house is yours. For a dollar. Like, Thank you so much. For a dollar. Yeah. yeah. Being like Brentwood. Yeah. Yes. With a view. Like, yeah. You're yeah. that person. <laughs> You're welcome. Beach mm-hmm. property. Yeah. yeah. If only. Um, let's go on to story number four. This is a very scary story about seven years slash hours of bad luck and a mirror that uh, saved someone from being robbed. Anywho, this is that story. And right now, uh, both Misty S and myself are in the truth boat. Uh, We think that this or a version of this actually happened while Misty M, Claire and Kelly all think that this is pure fiction. So let's find out what the truth is. You thought this story was based on a real life occurrence. You're right. Published reports place a similar story in the Washington DC area several years ago. Fact. Mm-hmm. Like, is it just concentrated? Maybe I want it spread out over. Here's seven the years. thing: we don't have a constant variable in this situation. We don't have somebody who broke the mirror, cleaned it up to know how their yeah. night went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. not a good experiment. Yes. This is not scientifically well, sound. We, no. n- we never heard from that person again. I mean, yeah. based, on, based on the timeline, if it was seven years, after three years, she drops a roll of paper towel. <laughs> yeah. 
it's fine. She has plenty of time. By she the way, does. her bad luck is like her seven hours of horrible bad luck is like my Wednesday. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Yes. At the end of the day, like really, that's all the bad I'm luck like, you wow. You're doing good. Yeah. You could have your fabulous Break life. all the mirrors yeah. in your house and feel good about yourself. Yeah. B and E aside. I think uh-huh. somebody said like, well, she is a fabulous single woman with her own home. Yeah. So. Yeah. That was me. I yeah, was like, yeah. let's celebrate the fact because everyone's like, oh my god, she's home alone. What's gonna happen? I was like, she's doing it. Like yeah. she's yeah. living the dream. House. She knew where the circuit breaker was. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Independent. Woman. She could take out a fire in a second with a rope. She has something hardly a panic. I know. Yeah. Um, let's go on to the final story. This is the secret of the coin about psychometry. And that's all I'll say about it because it's all I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, both Claire <laughs> and Kelly think that there is some kernel of truth here, while me and the two Misties are very much on the fiction side. So let's find out what the I'm, truth is. I'm worried, Kelly. I'm so worried. <laughs> I'm holding on I, to I Claire. I don't like the odds. I'll hold your hand with you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> is it possible this story is true? Yes, it is. There was a published report that a similar story was experienced by a delivery boy in the Midwest about 10 years ago. Fact. I'm so happy. That's why I don't go to the Midwest. That's why I don't travel there. Because coins are so valuable there and there alone. Because there's nothing else. (laughs) There's nothing else. I wonder when this was set. Because my grandpa apparently collected coins and people do not pay money for them anymore no they don't they did why? used to they yeah. did used to they yes. did yeah you're but right why well it's like people <laughs> paid money for beanie babies for like a brief while oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. if anyone babies. out there wants to buy my old beanie babies for an exorbitant <laughs> amount of money i am all for it first I, of all they're they're they have? still have no them longer. how many let do you them have, go I, well no i okay I, one I they're not like on my bed like every single night like distributed in order that's right you keep them in an airtight container away from direct sunlight so how many do you have and let me ask are the tags intact yeah. Are, why are you interested Is in Is it buying? a genuine Princess Diana purple bear or okay. what? I, yes. have I, I, I did have that one. one. Yeah. Of course, I, everybody well, had that one. No, everybody didn't. Uh. No, everybody didn't. I know the rule of improv is to go along with it, but I might have to tap out, you know? And it's okay for you to move on from your beanie babies. I love you, but let them. Let it Let go. It. <laughs> They're in my parents' house in a closet, I'm sure. Just, I bet That's they are right. angry That's and right, disgusted. Yeah. We told her that these are not going to be worth nothing, and she made us buy 8,000 no, of them and left them My father definitely here. drove this train. He drove that train. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know what? If you really want to upset them, have them calculate how many square feet of the house the Beanie Baby bin takes up and what percentage of rent six, that is and calculate how, how much it's cost to store. This is from the life-changing magic of tidying up, by the way. Oh, I, I read that. Calculate. You'll I find out that, that just like the, just storing the bin of Beanie Babies has cost you like $5,000. Yes. <laughs> I don't no, remember I read, her telling you to calculate the rent of the office. Yeah, she talks about like... I skipped past that part because my brain fries with numbers. But yes, I do Mm -hmm. remember that she was Mm -hmm. like, calculate this. Like, like, don't store empty shoeboxes. Don't store empty computer monitors. Mm -hmm. You can cut this out. Mm -hmm. That's fine. I just wanted to (laughs) share it. important information to know about that tidying up. That's the world (laughs) right now. It's very important. It's life-changing. It was life-changing. I took about two of those suggestions to heart (laughs) that I absolutely followed through with. I can't say I did much more than that because I I forgot, but I'm yep. gonna, yeah. yeah uh huh. Um, all right, guys. Well, let's. Does everyone have their scores for today? Did anyone only get one out of five? Two out of five? Yeah. Two out of five, Miss DM. Yes, Miss you know, DM. I feel like that. That's a. That's a. As someone who solidly tends to get two out of five, that is a respectable score. Thank it you. is something to be proud of. <laughs> um, did anyone get three out of five, Miss yes. DM? 
And so, also uh, Kelly. And also Claire. And also myself. Wow. So okay, great. <laughs> Two out of five is still a good score. Don't let anyone no, tell you differently. It's, it doesn't feel the same. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not the same. Guys, it's do, not. It doesn't feel the same anymore. You know what no. I think? I think we should take one correct vote from the coin and give it to you, Misty. Thank you. So that we can all be three out of five today. Because you guys, just to recap really quickly on that last uh, story, I started off with fact. And here's the thing. You can rewind it and see that I said, <laughs> I think this, I wrote down fact. I can see it on her paper. But I am going mm. to go with fiction. So I'm a Libra. And by nature, we are indecisive, guys. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to need you to help my special need in that moment and give me that. Okay. Yeah. Can I be with everybody else? Yeah. But three out of five. You were possessed by yes. Harry Chaffee in that brief moment yeah. Yeah. who gave you the wrong information. Absolutely. Yes, I was. Yes. yes. Well, what's interesting, though, guys, is as you know, Claire mentioned, maybe we can give a correct a point from the coin and give it to Misty M, but Thank the coin you. got zero out of five oh. for the first time. So you know what? <laughs> right. Guys, I think it was I the did better gr- than the coin. You did better you did. than the you coin. Did. And you it did was better than random chance. <laughs> It was absolutely the girl power in this room that took down the coin for yeah. the first yeah. time. Oh yeah, you know who's on, on that coin? Usually do not. You do know that. who's on that coin? A man. A man. A man. And a man. It's not a woman. We took him down. Took hey down. coin. Hey coin. You can't sit with us. Yeah, uh, you yeah, can't. that's right. Yeah, absolutely not. And you know what? I don't want to know your story. I don't know. I don't care how many stories that coin has. I absolutely. want none of that. Cut, cut Tiffany, to later yes. tonight. Tiffany wakes up in the middle of the night, and the coin just floating in front of her face. <laughs> yes. You mean I wake up in my bed of Beanie Babies, all consoling me? <laughs> Wearing yeah, the same it. shirt the that she always wears. I don't. I don't know if I like what this episode. And, <laughs> and unspooled roll of paper this is why towels I, at her side, rolling by the bed. <laughs> this is rolling why I don't host. Your but worst don't nightmare. Worry, there will be a dead dog with you the whole time, <laughs> and there will really be a fire, one. and there'll be a fire. I have a robe. Don't that, worry, I'll be fine. Yes, I'll be robe. fine. From the Victoria's Secret line of flame retardant robes. Keeps you warm and puts out fires. So before we wrap up, let's just, you know, let everyone just kind of mention if you have any cool things to plug, like tell our listeners where they can find you on social media. Misty, Missy S. Yeah, great. I don't tweet. Um, (laughs) So I should. On Instagram, I'm at Misty Rose, M-I-S-T-Y-R-O-S-E. And you can check out my uh, HGTV parody called Creeper Upper if you just go to YouTube.com and type in Creeper Upper. Thank you so much. Um, Hi, this is Claire. And I'm so bad at doing anything on social media, so don't bother. Um, <laughs> but I will say that I'm coming out with a podcast soon. Uh, it is called High Brow Reviews. And actually, one of my co-hosts is Chris Newth, who is a host normally of Beyond Beyond Belief. And we're joined by our friend Max Labella. And we get high and we watch things, do things, and we tell you if it's any good. Sounds solid. And you can trust Chris's judgment almost like 90% of the time. Misty M. <laughs> um, I'm at UB Misty Mon because I have a solo show called Unapologetically Black. Um, I'm black, guys. I know you don't know that over oh. the airwaves. And maybe I haven't sounded black enough. And I just want you to know that I do represent the chocolate persuasion. And you can find me at UB Miss Dimon. Uh, this is Kelly, and you can follow me on Instagram at Kelly of Kelly, um, K E L Y O F 
C-A-L-I. That was surprisingly hard to spell. <laughs> um, and then also I'm going to plug on behalf of my partner, Daniel, um, the Blackwood Charter, which is a weekend long mystery puzzle experience, sort of like an escape room um, that you can book now. You can just Google the Blackwood Charter. It should pop right up. Great, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, ladies. And thank you for helping us bring down the coin. It was so wonderful having all of you and having this great supportive community, despite how much you bullied me a little bit about my Beanie Babies. It's fine. You'll be okay. <laughs> She's looking okay. right into my soul. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, that's our show, everybody. This has been Beyond Beyond Belief. Beyond Beyond Belief is produced by five friends living in Los Angeles. Our theme song was written for this podcast by David Russo, who composed for the original series. Our introduction is voiced by Mark Winston. If you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app, and tell a friend. All audio clips are for strictly educational commentary and are copyright their original creators. You can send feedback, questions, or share your own story that is Beyond Belief by visiting our website at beyondbeyondbelief.com, as well as find the show notes and links to us on social media. Thanks for listening.